right. Welcome to 10. This is Tech Entre- Entrepreneurs. Entrepra. It's a lot of you got pras. So, yeah, so many E's. Okay, let me start over. No, I mean, keep the clock going, but uh, <laughs> welcome to 10. This is Tech Entrepreneurs Nebraska, brought to you by the Nebraska Tech Collaborative, powered by the Exarban Foundation. I am Shauna Dorsey, um, also Interim Director of Intern Nebraska, also powered by Exarban. Here with my co-host. Brian Poppy. I've got a much shorter <laughs> intro than that. I work in Mitchell, Omaha, but that's not really important today. We're joined today by Joy Dahl. Joy, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're having fun as usual, as you can tell. It's just always a little nonsense. Uh, oh, do you want to set the format real quick? And then yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do the, the format real quick. It's okay. 10 Tech Entrepreneurs Nebraska, but also because it's 10 minutes, uh, no cuts. So it, this is it. You, you get 10 minutes and they... I don't know, Richard in the other room, he'll cut us off as soon as we get to 10 minutes. So we'll try and manage the clock for you, Richard. Uh, Joy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited you're here. I I heard you chatting with uh, our producers just a few minutes ago, and it sounds like you've got quite the background. Yes. So I guess tell us about yourself first, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Real quick, uh, my name's Joy. I moved to Nebraska about 20 years ago, and I'm stuck here, but I love it. (laughs) Uh, Lots of good stuff happening, as evident in this podcast and others. Um, I'm an occupational therapist by clinical training, uh, but I kind of fell in love with health data. So now I'm the program director for Creighton's new master's in science and health informatics, and then I run my own consulting firm on the side called Hello Better Healthcare, where I help people really problems all around health and tech. And my focus area is really healthcare and social care getting connected. That's awesome. So I, go I, on. That sounds very busy. That's all yes. I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you're managing all that. Right. Well, I also have two kids and a husband, but you know, I like being busy. Yeah. I'm like you. <laughs> Where I'm like, wait, it's a little slow. Yeah. Where's the chaos? Yeah. yeah. Right. So just add another job or in your case, add intern Nebraska to the title. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not about me today, I'm, but we're, thank you for yeah. That Plugging is it exciting. one more time. Yeah. It is, is so, exciting. so exciting. Powered by the Exarban Foundation. Just got to. Indeed. I, kn- I know the titles. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So um, circling back to Joy Dahl here, you are also, you might've mentioned this in your brief overview, but you're so good at this because we're both like, all right, how fast can we say the thing that needs to mm-hmm. be said with this 10 minutes? But you're also a founder of a company, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. So in um, actually, when I was at my old role, I was working with several folks. And when I was leaving, they were like, we don't have full-time work, but we would love to work with you. So I very quickly, early of 2023, set up my own LLC. It's called, like I said, Hello Better Healthcare. And so I work with people that are really interested in improving their process, access. I do a lot, really focus on patient care. So I'm working with a client in the state of Tennessee, actually, and they put primary care clinics in low-income senior living communities, so Mm. on-site access. But they quickly realized they could not meet all the social needs, so they're adding community health workers. And so I'm helping them figure out the clinical workflow, but also where do they document? Mm. What does that look like? How do you prepare yourself for reimbursement? Because Medicare has said they're going to start paying for those kind of services. So okay. positioning them as an organization to do that. So that's kind of some of the work I do. Mm. So, you, I mean, you really went from like direct patient care as an OT to like better understanding the technology. If, if you're giving advice on like, ah, you might want to think about this as a platform so that you can yeah. ultimately document for 
both patient care purposes as mm -hmm. well as like reimbursement purposes down the line. Yeah, so I got interested in new care models and then we did a lot with the electronic health record to leverage collaboration. And then I went and worked for a multi-state health information exchange, which collates data from multiple sources. And I see, and it, I was kind of alluding to this outside when we were talking, like a lot of unconscious incompetence where people are selecting technology or tools or vendors sweep in and say, hey, we have this answer without really thinking about the provider or clinician experience mm -hmm. or the patient experience. And for example, we all have patient portals now. Do we understand the information that's in there? We track a lot of health information. I think it's really fascinating that I like track my exercise on my device, but when I go to my clinical provider, I'm still verbally telling them what I'm doing when mm -hmm. the data is actually available. So I'm really interested in how do we connect systems. Uh, if you want to sound really smart, you can use the term interoperability, which just sounds really cool for <laughs> systems that exchange data. Uh, but whenever you say that, people are like, ooh. So I always <laughs> tell people, if you want to sound smart, say interoperability, which people always forget that the P in HIPAA, everyone thinks it was privacy, but it's actually portability. And we were actually meant to have our data follow us and, and be more democratized and available, obviously, in a safe and secure way that, you know, we have access and there aren't like cyber attacks and things like that, which have happened. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of complexities to think about around data and healthcare has become a data driven business like mm -hmm. a lot of other industry. Our payment is now um, ascribed. But I think I read an article that health system spent like $100 million just extracting the data to show that they actually deliver care. So if it's so hard to get the data, right. we're spending our money just in a different place, which isn't effective. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we deal with that all the time at Mutual of Omaha, like interoperability. Totally. How smart do I sound right now? You sound so smart. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with, with that, and then even extracting the data that like we know exists, but you just mm -hmm. like can't use it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, this is a very real problem. So It's a huge problem. And I think even like claims data is great. So care that's been paid for, but when you get down to the electronic health record, you're able to see anything that was yep. done. Then obviously it has to be code, like coded and follow data standards. And, right. you know, I mean, even for example, health systems right now are picking a lot of health related social needs screening because it's coming down as a new regulation uh, and I can't tell you how many times people are like, we're just going to make up our own questions. And I'm like, here's the reason you don't want to do that. And right. I think a lot of times in healthcare, we play the short game of like, what's convenient for now to me, but we really should be playing a long game mm -hmm. because we're not going to prove what we do works without the data, without efforts to think. So it's a lot of like systems thinking around that and helping people make a decision that in the long run will improve care and make mm -hmm. life actually better for them. But we need teams because we all have different blind spots. And so I'm really passionate about building like that clinical team that helps and has different expertise. Cause I, if I'm a technologist, I'm, I don't understand the end user experience. Right. So I need to talk to that team to find that out. That's yeah. really interesting. And I think too about the wellness aspect of healthcare. So instead of that, no, it's more on the preventative side versus like this mm -hmm. sim symptom side too. Yeah. So are you seeing this long-term play a, a part in that? Yeah, for sure. With artificial intelligence and predictive analytics, I mean, there's going to be opportunities. Now, there's a lot of things that we have to work out with large language models and healthcare and things like that. Um, and AI is not going to be a panacea for everything. Mm -hmm. But it does give us the opportunity to really help people understand. And already that's happened. You know, five years ago, people didn't really know what an EKG is. And mm -hmm. now they can tell their provider, like, I have an arrhythmia. Um, you would have never been able to communicate that. So right. we've already seen that disruption. And so that'll only continue. And it's 
I think it's great that our healthcare is now coming to us so mm-hmm. we can be more empowered to be dependency on a system never promotes. I think a lot of like right. empowerment. So mm-hmm. as we, especially like at health disparities and all that, we want to make sure people are empowered to be healthy. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah, talk about it for that. way longer yeah, than 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, unfortunately, we've only got 10 minutes today. I know. So, um, yeah, tell me about the, like, what you're working on at Creighton. Like, you mentioned you were a professor there, like, yep. teaching students. I assume exactly this sort of systems thinking that you're talking about. Yeah, so we have classes in artificial intelligence, machine learning, but also, like, system design analysis. Uh, user experience is really important. Good tech lives or, f- or dies by the humans. So that's really important. And then actually we're teaching like the data coding and actually like languages around that to build algorithms to extract data from electronic health records. But what I'm finding is like people even need more basics. So we're developing a lot of non-credit stuff around like what are data standards in healthcare. Uh, I find a lot of lack of uh, clinicians being not health data informed. So mm-hmm. they don't know what to ask for when someone comes in like, hey, we have this new tool because they don't even understand the basics of it. So we're looking at a lot and working with a lot of local health systems to help them. Yeah, I was going to say, do it workforce like development. Yeah, more than just the students could benefit from something totally. like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How do I find out more about that? Yeah, you can go <laughs> I to... Could, I could actually benefit from this, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can look me up and email me, or you can Google it, obviously, and find Creighton's Health Informatics. And then we're building out all the non-credit stuff we hope to have in early January available and more open for people that just want to explore and learn a little bit more. That's that's really great. So like a micro-credential yeah, sort of... correct. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, not everyone's fit for a master's degree. We mm-hmm. know that. We want to offer more options. That's good. And yeah. the more awareness, the better. So that's excellent. Okay. Cool. 15 seconds. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we made it through the 10 minutes. Awesome. Joy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Great yeah, to chat so with you great. guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great Thank day. Thank you.